AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And good afternoon. We are here in Brazelton, Georgia. We are at the Brazelton Gallery. The prologue is on a road trip. Uh, this wonderful little gallery is having a meeting today with eight different authors from all around Georgia. And we also have a bunch of regular folk artists and painters and other types of artists who are here. And we've got one with us. Tell us right quick, what is your name, ma'am? Pat Mobley. Get a little closer there. Pat Mobley. Pat, what is it you do that you've got on display here? I paint, um, and I also make cards, little note cards. Note cards, wonderful. Folks, This. what do you think of the gallery, Pat? I think it's great. There are all sorts of um, different artists who put out work here, like uh, paintings and ceramics and um, just a variety of beautiful things. And as far as these types of art stores and little shops like that, this one is really unique. It stands out, doesn't it? It does stand out. Uh, everything in here is original, and the artists have done it themselves. They didn't buy it from Walmart. That's <laughs> and it's definitely made in the United States. Yes, it made is. Made in America. And it's well kept. Everything's put up nicely and displayed. Folks, if you're ever up this way, Brazelton is about 45, 50 miles north of Atlanta, and it's up 85. And you just need to stop in and uh, check it out. And we continue here. We've got one of the authors that's with us this afternoon here at the Brazelton Gallery. We've got Tori Bailey. Tori, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Doug. It's a pleasure to be here at Brazelton Gallery with all of these wonderful, talented writers today. Absolutely. This is fun. How many books do you have here that are available for sale? Right now I have two books, uh, Coming Home and Ethel's Song, which is two of the first series that I, I published. Can you tell us just a little brief bit about those? Oh, definitely, Doug. Both books are set in Athens, Georgia, modern day. And the first book starts with the, the tra- saga of two women who are fighting to save the legacy of one man, Mac Harris, and how they come to terms with the grief and the guilt of the lost relationships that they could have had, which goes to the subtitle, A Second Chance at goodbye and the second book carries the story over the two secondary characters on ethel and madison in their love story and how a ghost from the past comes back to cause a little bit of trouble on their relationship and whether or not they make it to their wedding day oh wow now these are fictional characters or are they based on real people they are fictional characters, but in any piece of fiction, there's a little bit of truth. So I always pull, when I write, I pull from my Southern heritage and being from the South, and I like to weave our, you know, just our Southern lifestyles into my stories. Very good. I think Tori has uh, said she'd be interested in coming on maybe sometime in November and doing a whole hour with us about one of her books. What's the title that you want to talk to us about then? Um, I want, I'd love to talk a little bit more about my first book, Coming Home, A Second Chance at Goodbye. Wonderful. Excellent. And I think we both have a good friend we'd like to shout out to. Hey, Barbara Barth, how are you doing out there? Definitely. Barbara is a great friend and a wonderful advocate to any writer who is trying to aspire to to get their works out to the readers. Oh, goodness sakes. I couldn't agree with that more. Barbara, we wish you could be here today. Barbara's been on the show a time or two, and uh, we just send good wishes out to her. Tori, thank you for stopping by, and we look forward to doing a full hour with you in November. My pleasure, Doug, and you have a great day. And go dogs, Beat Bama. There we go. Thank you. And we had Tori with us. That's just one of the authors that we have here today. We've got another one that stopped by the booth. Today we've got Miss Milam Post. Milam Post. Milam Post. And she's here with her books. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Milam. 
I was 47 years old a few years ago, and my children were all going away to college. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I went to Oglethorpe in Atlanta and took a course in writing fiction. And I was going to write one book, Doug. And now I've written eight. I've written five about my grandmother, who was my heart, and then a couple of other fictions. And I have a new book out called Writer, Writer. Writer, Writer. Now, that one, I think we're going to get together and do a full hour about it a little bit later in the month, aren't Yes, we? you are. Excellent. Thank you so much, Doug, for the opportunity. Tell us, how did you find this shop? Isn't this a great shop? Jackie White, who works here is a co-author on a new book that we want to talk to you about next spring. And she and I are both Mercer University Press authors. And we were put together because we have such a darn good time together. And so we've gone to lots of book signings and book events together, along with Jackie Cooper, who I think you're going to interview him, too. And we, we hope just, to get Jackie on the line here in a little and bit. And now yes. Dale Kramer, too. So oh, yes. we, we're kind of oh, yeah. like the four musketeers. Well, we've got, like I said, I think there's eight of us here today, eight authors. Eight authors here. I am proud to be invited and proud to be a part of this. And the shop, Brazelton Gallery, isn't this the neatest little place? Oh, I can't come in here without spending money. And it's only 45 minutes from Atlanta, so your Atlanta listeners could come easily. Right, straight up 85. And, folks, if you like going to places like Helen, Georgia, and the mm-hmm. shops there, this this just outshines them. I hate to say that about Helen, but this place is much nicer. Fine art, folk art, beautiful jewelry, soaps. I'm just looking around. I, I, it's a fabulous place. It's very. I think there are 33 um, artists. Yeah, <laughs> I always say author. <laughs> there are 33 artists represented here. Look at these cute pictures of pets. Oh my this, goodness! This one lady, I know her. She'll do a, a drawing of your pet, and it's wonderful. It's a little bit soggy today, but we've also there's room outside. There's decks here. The place is just really cute, and uh, like like Milam said, you can't hardly come in here without spending money. So. Mm-hmm. So be careful there. But it is. For for antiques and things of that nature, this is home folk art, and it is professional stuff. It mm-hmm. is well done. Oh, wonderful wooden bowls. That's oh, another yeah. thing I've seen that I, I think are. And American flags that are carved in wood. I'm, I'm thinking of all the things in my house now that I bought here. <laughs> well, we are looking forward to having you for a full hour. And that'll be, like we said, at the end of the month, isn't it? I think you said October 30th. October 30th. So, folks, look for that. Milam Prost, and we'll be doing her book, Author, Author. Yes. And you will enjoy Writer, it. writer. Writer, writer. <laughs> author, author I was, was already close. taken. I was close. At that time, it was writer. already taken. Yes. So. Writer, writer. I forgive, forgive myself for that one. Anyway, thank you for stopping thank you, by. We look this forward to having This was fun. Oh. Loved it. Good practice run. There you go. Come on. Just take a minute here and list off some of the great authors that are here at the Brazelton Gallery, or their books are represented here, and most of them are here with us today. We have Tori Bailey, who you've already heard from, and of course, Milam Prost, who was just here for a few minutes. Also, Jacqueline White, who is an owner here at the shop. She's also an author, and her books are represented here. Mr. Dale Kramer is here. Sally Ann Short is here. Fran Stewart, and Jackie K. Cooper. Now, Mr. Cooper is quite well known. We hope to get him back here to say a few words in just a few minutes. But he's also uh, well known on the radio and on YouTube, doing quite a few reviews and books and movies and things like that. He's quite well known in the Georgia area here. So we look forward to having him on. 
And, folks, again, I can't say it enough. If you're in the Brazelton area, Brazelton, Houston, we're just about a mile or so north on 85 from the Chateau Alain, the big winery up here. So if you're in the area, you need to come by and see the folks at the Brazelton Gallery and stop by the Georgia Authors section near the back. You'll find a book that you're surely going to love to read. Yeah. All right, and we are back. Among many of the guests who have come in here to see everybody today at Brazelton Gallery, we have Beth McIntyre. She's the regional director of the Piedmont Regional Library System, and she came here to see Jackie White, I think. But in the meantime, she's gotten to run into me. We met years ago at uh, a little shop in, in fact, a little shop of arts and antiques in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I was doing a signing there with a dear friend we mentioned earlier, Barbara Barth. Beth, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. What do you think of this shop? Oh, I, I love this shop. I have been here several times, and I have spent way too much money in here because everything is so beautiful. Isn't it? And it's, uh, and it's local, local artist, and I, and I love supporting local artists. Well, you support everybody local, particularly writers. Uh, who all of the writers that are in here are you aware of personally? Just Jackie? Um, Jackie White and Jackie Cooper I met in Gwinnett um, several years ago. Everybody knows him. He (laughs) He gets gets around. He does. He really does. Tori Bailey right behind us here is also a friend of Barbara's. Oh, okay. He's in the little Cup of Christmas book. Oh, uh, so all right. You need to meet her before you get away. I do. And, and where's uh, Barbara today? Well, I, I don't know that she's a part of this. Um, I stumbled into this from Katie Hart Smith, who's not able to be okay. here. She's away at a pretty important interview process somewhere. But uh, she is a member here as far as contributing authors. Mm-hmm. And she told me about it after being on the show. And anyway, they invited me. So, that's, all right. you know, I hope I fit. I'm very proud to be here. Yes. This is quite an eclectic group. Yes, it is. And it a, is. A lot of Mercer uh, publication writers here, so uh-huh. that's, that's a pretty uh-huh. nice thing. Yeah. Well, at the um, Piedmont Regional Library, we have an ebook collection that checks out over 2,000 checkouts a month. Wow. And um, that's amazing. Since we serve Banks, Barrow, and Jackson counties, um, that that's just an amazing number. Um, and if any of the local authors can donate their book in ebook in EPUB, I can load it onto our server and we can check it out at the library. Wonderful. We've done that for several local authors, and they've been very popular. I think they tell all their friends and they check them out. Well, tell the folks how to get in touch with you because this is a show about authors, and a lot of authors listen to it. So tell them how they can reach you. Okay. Um, I, my email is the easiest. Uh, I'm at B McIntyre. That's B M C I N T Y R E at P R Lib, as in Piedmont Regional Library. dot O R G. Wonderful. So they can just email you there and then find out how to send the ebook. Yes. To you. Yes. And, and you'll put it out. Everybody wants to be exposed to the public, and what better way than through a library system? Right. Right. It's a great. It's a great partnership because we're promoting you guys. You know, you're you're writing too. So wonderful. Listen, I appreciate you. I kind of shanghaied you off the street. You didn't know you were going to have to do this when you came. No, here. I did not. <laughs> but we appreciate it. This is a fun little place. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad you, glad I got to see you again. Glad you stopped All by. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Alrighty. 
Okay, we have another of our authors who are here today. Sally Ann Short has stepped up to the booth. Sally, how are you doing this morning? I'm fine. How are you, Doug? Wonderful, wonderful. Tell us about your book. Well, it is called Piece of Cake, and it is about a school teacher that's married to an executive chef, and they relocate to Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, that's not far up the road. Yeah, it's a beautiful town. Are you from Greenville? No, sir. Um, We just love going there. They have a beautiful downtown area that's been revitalized since the 1980s. So it's a great place for a weekend trip. Super. How did you find out about the Brazelton Gallery? Actually, it was from my husband, Shane. Um, He loves art. And um, he was telling me about this gallery that was being built. And... I love this gallery. Not only does it have a big variety of art, but it also has a wide range of prices. So you can buy something that is not very expensive, and you can buy something that maybe is more expensive. But I love it because it makes art accessible to all people. Oh, and it's a gorgeous shop. Oh, it's gorgeous. There are some of these places, folks, that you know what we're talking about, that maybe you're just kind of thrown together. This is taken care of. This place, Mm -hmm. you can tell the people are serious what they're doing, and the art is so wonderful. Right. It's friendly and just a big variety. You know, it's not all the same. Well, you know what, Sally? We do an hour-long marketing-style review of books and authors every Friday, and I'd like to invite you to stick around after we get through here, and maybe you might be interested in coming on the show later in the fall, and we can talk about your book in detail and uh, maybe help you with some marketing. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Well, thank you for stopping by. Folks, we're getting ready to take a little break here. Uh, Again, we are at the Brazelton Gallery in Brazelton, Georgia. We're here with eight other authors, and it's time for us to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. 
And we are back. We're here uh, on a little road trip today. We're up at the Brazelton Gallery in Brazelton, Georgia. And I just had a real neat surprise. A good friend of mine and another writer who has been on the show with us before, Michael W. Paul, has walked into the shop. Michael, how are you doing, Bert? I'm doing good. Good to see you. How's that book doing? Well, it's, it's going pretty well. We've got a few more stars. It's now f- 43, 44, 5 stars from Amazon. Outstanding. We're talking about his book that's called The Bridge Over Cedar Creek. Tell the folks just a little bit about what that's about. Well, it's the story of a youngster um, in the 50s who grew up in a dysfunctional family and met a curmudgeonly old man in Colorado who changed his life, who literally brought a whole new perspective to the boy's life, and he... Grew up to be of moderate success. Quite a success, I'd say. Airplanes and motorhomes and houses on St. Simons and the mountains and everything else. You're doing quite well, my friend. Well, it's, it helps to marry a rich woman. Well, yeah, that's, that's not a bad <laughs> thought either. But, folks, the book is tremendous. Uh, Mike was on the show. Um, I'm trying to think exactly when that was. Let's see here. He was on the show in July, July the 3rd. And you can go back in the archives and look for that. Uh, did a real good job, and you will enjoy his book. Again, it's called The Bridge Over Cedar Creek, and that's out in Colorado, isn't it? It takes place in Colorado, in the mountains of Colorado, between a little town by the name of Loveland and Estes Park, some of the most beautiful of scenery in America. It's just it's gorgeous out there. We had the pleasure of accompanying you guys, uh, my wife and I, and you and Diane, to go out there back in May. And uh, I tell you what, folks, if you've never been, uh, it's just an amazing thing to see. Uh, I, I definitely put it on the bucket list. I really would. It's, it's a beautiful country. It really it is. Beautiful. Real beautiful. Listen. Anybody else you came in here to see today, or just me? No, I wanted to just see who who was here, and of course see you and Donna, of course. Well, we've got some terrific writers in here, and the art, I mean, look it around. We've been talking to everybody. The artwork that's on the walls is exquisite. It's just amazing It really is. It's a cute little store. It's a really nice little store, and I'm just proud you came out here to see us, my man. Well, I appreciate it. I like to make a plug for my new blog. I've got a blog in my name now. It's called Michael W. Paul at uh, WordPress.com, and a lot of short stories. It's kind of fun. Michael W. Paul at WordPress.com. Let's go look it up. Actually, it's Michael W. Paul dot WordPress.com, if I recall. Okay. All right. Very good. What do you write about on your blog? Just things that interest me, people I've met and like. You might even show up there someday, Uh-oh. Doug. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We'll be kind. We'll be <laughs> yeah. kind. All right. All right. Good to see you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you stopping by the booth today. You bet. And we are back again here. We're at the Brazelton Gallery in Brazelton, Georgia. We've got another of the fine authors who are here today displaying their books. Mr. Dale Kramer is here with us. Dale, how are you doing this afternoon? Great. How are you? Very good. Speak up a little for me there. Let her rip. All right. Tell us, what is your book that you brought up here today? Uh, Kiss of the Jewel Bird. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about it? What What is your book? It's uh, It begins with a Nobel Prize winning author slaughtering a chicken in the middle of Central Park West and uh, and goes downhill from there. Not something <laughs> you see every day. <laughs> no. He ends up he ends up in a uh, in an institution and uh, under the care of a psychiatrist who has almost as many problems as he does and in the the back and forth between those two characters is what the book is about essentially. He uh, he claims that his novels were written by a chicken. 
the one that he slaughtered in uh, Central Park West. Now, I hope this is not uh, autobiographical by any means. Uh, only partly. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, we hope that you'll try to uh, come on and do an hour with us sometime in the fall and right. where folks can learn a whole lot more about it. Where are your books? Uh, where can folks find your books? Where can they find your books? Do you have a website? Uh, Amazon's the easiest place. Yes, I do have a website. It's DaleKramer.com. Okay, and that's C-R-A-M-E-R. Yes. Okay, and then also on Amazon, you're listed on Amazon.com. And again, the book is called? Kiss of the Jewel Bird. Kiss of the Jewel Bird. It sounds interesting. It really does. Thank you. How did you get associated with the folks here at Browserton Gallery? Um, well, my little clique of uh, Jackie White, Jackie Cooper, and Milam Probst, we've been we've been good friends for years, and uh, and Jackie White is involved with the gallery and invited us all up for the signing. Super. That's quite a clique to be involved with. Yeah, it is. Some yeah, big names, really. Yes. I'm just proud that they allowed me to come back here and sit in the corner. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm proud they allowed me to sit here, too. That's right. Exactly. Well, folks, listen, Dale, thank you so much for coming by the booth today. And, folks, I hope you'll look up his book, and maybe we can talk him into coming on later this fall, sometime in November or December, and uh, tell us a bit more about him and what he does. Thank you very much. All right. Very good. And, once again, we're enjoying uh, the sun's coming out a little bit here. looks like it might clear up a little bit in Brazelton, Georgia. We are at the Brazelton Gallery. We're here with eight exciting authors and a whole bunch of great artists with their work that's on display. And none other than Amanda Swafford has walked in. Amanda is quite familiar to the political astute crowd in Gwinnett County and around these parts of the country. Hey, Amanda, say hi to them. Well, hey, how are you? Get Fantastic. right down on there. There we go. What you doing up this way? Well, I actually live real close by in Flowery Branch, so uh, oh. Razzleton is a uh, hop, skip, and jump, and I've wanted to come check out the gallery here for a long time, so I'm what glad do you I think? stopped by. Isn't this a neat place? Yes, it is. It so, looks so small on the outside, but you get in and you just see all this wonderful stuff for homegrown local uh, support of artists and individuals doing their craft, and I wore my shirt today, Georgia Grown, uh, just for the occasion, so absolutely, I love to buy local stuff whenever I can. I think that's so important. Well, supporting local artists and and local authors is, sure. is what this shop really likes to do. And, and I've said before, and I'll say it again, I'm proud to be a part of this today. We've got some really uh, highbrow writers in here, some really neat folks. Now, you're a friend of uh, somebody that I know. He's on Facebook with me, and he also does a show on America's Web Radio, Greg Williams. Absolutely, so sure. You're welcome to shout out to Greg, say, hey there, Greg. <laughs> I wish he was here today because he keeps me just so entertained with all his jokes and his humor. Uh, you know, when you're doing political stuff, you really have to lighten the mood a lot because we're talking about really serious subjects often, and it's so refreshing often to hear somebody uh, say something that can be humor in nature. And in this day and age, too, it's difficult to do that because you never know what you're going to say that might offend somebody, and it's a fine line to draw, but he seems to do it very well. Well, he does, and, you know, I think some points that are being made today by some other folks, you can name or I can name if you want to, but we're too sensitive to those sort of things. You know, why do we care so much? much whether somebody's offended. Uh, as long as it's clean and as long as it's true, I think that the point is being made that that we uh, we hide behind that political correctness maybe a little bit too much. That's um, right. You've got to be able to have a dialogue with individuals who think differently than we do, and you've got to be able to understand where they're coming from just as 
because they need to interpret your views where you're coming from. And if we're so divided over one little word or way someone phrases something or how someone posted something or, you know, all kinds of little things like that, you're never going to get beyond the real issue to solve the problem. And that's ultimately the goal is solving the problem. That's where we Amen. need to get. Absolutely. That's what we're all here for. And, and I think we've uh, stacked the problems high, as you can see, uh, in the last number of years. Who have you got your money on for this uh, next year in the race? Well, as you know, I'm a libertarian, so our libertarian candidates traditionally don't declare, or we're not, we don't nominate even until the end, or be, you know, the beginning of 2016. So we've got some time to look at that. Uh, it is rumored that former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson, who ran as our candidate in 2012, is going to run again. So if that holds out to be true, I'll be looking at that as well. Uh, you know, but it is an interesting field of 17 candidates in the Republican uh, field. I don't think you can really say there's not anybody in there uh, that you're not at least a little bit intrigued by that's certainly raising uh, some issues and bringing out some questions that need to be addressed. I love how a lot of the issues are being addressed by Donald Trump per se, but I would like to see him focused much more on some of the larger issues that really impact us, such as entitlements. Uh, Those issues are just huge. They take up so much of our federal budget, and if you look at some of the votes that have actually even happened this year, uh, in the Senate, and particularly with the Medicare doc fix bill and Senator Lee's amendment uh, to balance the budget with that, the budget had been passed, but then there was that uh, his his amendment would have fixed kind of what happened with the Medicare bill to fix that so that it brought in line some of the spending pro- uh, offsets that were going to correct that. You know, those kind of issues that really need to be addressed and talked about because they impact a lot more of the fiscal issues that are more immediate that we need to address more so than a lot of the issues that are more rhetoric-based that people like to get fired up about and really like to talk about. It's more in the details, and you really have to sit down and study them and pay more attention to what's going on in the in the substance of it. But it's more important, I, I feel, to start talking about those issues and standing up for them and saying, look, I'm going to be the one that says no to someone, to some interest group, to something that is out there uh, putting pressure on me to vote a certain way. And maybe we'll see that with the upcoming vote on the uh, House leadership with uh, Boehner resigning. That is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because um, I think there's a lot of people that really are afraid. They don't know what to do, and they should be. There are people, representatives, newly elected ones from up in this part of the country who should be very afraid uh, because they had promised people they would do certain things. They did not do those certain things. And now that same thing uh, has happened without them. So I, I think there's reason for folks to be concerned. You mentioned Mr. Trump. Uh, it will be nice to see a few specifics. He's been quite shy on those. But uh, I don't know whether we can discount that entirely. Uh, he seems to be the type of person that surrounds himself with knowledgeable people. And, you know, Ronald Reagan did that. He didn't claim to know all the answers like the gentleman we have in the White House now does. Uh, and at any rate, I think it's, it's a refreshing to see that, but I, too, would like to see some specifics 
from some of these candidates and, uh, and hope that it goes. That's, that's true. I'm, I'm actually just happy at this point because it is a, a ways away to, to just hear the issues raised. Getting drilled down in the specifics at this point isn't as concerning to me as actually being able to have a dialogue, get the, get the point out there that this is an issue and raising it up that we need to be talking about it and actually having people dialogue back and forth about what is the priority, where do we want to put the emphasis on, and some of those issues that really do need to get brought out, like the entitlement reform. You know, we've been oh, yeah. promised entitlement reform for how many years and how many people say we're finally going to be talking about real Social Security reform and letting, you know, individuals of a certain age uh, have their private accounts. How long has that really been discussed by both, uh, you know, parties that have been in control at various times? And I'm really afraid all we're going to hear at this time is that it's so important that we win the presidency. Nothing else really matters. The main thing is that we don't let a Democrat get in the White House because we have control of the Senate, we have control of the House, and that's going to be the most important thing. It really doesn't matter. We can put the rest of this on the back burner because as soon as we get the presidency, everything's going to change and it's going to be a magical land of wonderful unicorns and rainbows and your life is just going to be marvelous if we can just get control of it all. And people need to remember that there's been, not in too far history ago, where we have had control of the White House, the the Senate, and the House by both parties at various times. And that hasn't really accomplished that much. Right, exactly. You know, I've got a theory, too, that I'm fearful of. Uh, We hear all this, well, we can't do anything right now. We don't have the presidency. We can't move. We're afraid we're going to upset somebody over there. If we get the presidency, and God, I hope we do, but I don't expect anything to change. I hate to be that negative, but like you're saying, Amanda, if we do get the presidency, what you'll start hearing from these folks uh, on this establishment side, they hate that word, but that's who they are. I think what we'll start hearing is, well, we can't do anything right now. There's too many people that count on these and we'll aggravate them. They won't like us in two years. So y'all need to be patient and reelect us again in two more years. But we can't do anything about it right now. In fact, that's what the theory is. They don't want to do anything but be in control. And that's it. Listen, we're coming up on a hard break. Amanda, I thank you for stopping by. Glad you came into the shop today. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. We'll have to have you on for a full hour sometime. Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd love it. All right. Very good. And we'll be back after these short messages. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, 
but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we are back. We are here again today at the Brazelton Gallery in Brazelton, Georgia. And coming by the booth back here in the corner is the owner, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. What's going on? We're having a book signing today. We've got nine local authors displayed at Brazelton Gallery, and they're all out today to sign books between 1 and 3 p.m. How do you select? I'm, I'm looking for a compliment here. How do you select the authors that you allow in your Brazelton Gallery? Well, we also have 40 local artists displayed here, and every single one of them came through the door and asked me to sell their work and represent them. You have some beautiful stuff here. You really do. I mean, this, this shop, uh, I think my wife and I came up here a month ago when we first first found the shop and she was the one who came over and she said this place is special this is nice i'm always impressed with what comes through the door we have a lot of talent and it's most of the artists live within 10 miles of the building so it is all local and all handmade and the way you choose to display it there's a lot of care taken with that i mean you know sometimes stuff can be just thrown up and sometimes it can be put up with love and care and it's obvious that you guys do that here well it's a group effort all the artists participate and like yourself you came out today with your equipment just to help promote the gallery, and we really appreciate it. Well, we're having a good time, and I thank everybody for including me. I'm here because of my book, and uh, to be associated with the likes of the folks that were here uh, is just really uh, humbling, and it's been a real big time. So tell the folks when you're open up here. We're open every Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and we're going on our three-year anniversary. We opened three years ago in October. All right, and they can find it where? We're just, what, a couple miles north of Chateau Alon? Yep. Uh, exit 129 off of I-85 in downtown Brazelton. We're on BrazeltonGallery.com, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us everywhere. Very good. Well, listen, and you have some personal artwork that you have here for sale. Yes, I have some paintings, fine art, and folk art paintings. Wonderful. All right. Well, listen, thank you again for having me and for having all the authors here. Anybody you want to say hi to while you're on the radio? I want to say hello to everybody. If you're a local artist, come down and check us out. If you love art, come and see us, too. Outstanding. They mean that, and I hope you'll do it. And we're just having a great time here this afternoon. All right, we're enjoying the afternoon here in Brazelton, Georgia. We've got Fran Stewart with us. She's one of the eight authors who is here today showing their books. Fran, tell us, what is your book? Well, I have a whole bunch of books, but I write murder mysteries. Wonderful. I'm the person who looks around me and says, oh, my gosh, who can I kill off today? <laughs> Excellent. I'm, you know, everybody else is into memoirs and all these niceties. And those are great kinds of books. Oh, yeah. I, I like reading memoirs and historical fiction and, you know, true crime and all of that stuff. But um, I love writing traditional mysteries. My 
my good guys win and my bad guys lose in Excellent. my books. Same with um, me. I so like there, that. Some people call them cozies. But I also deal with specific social issues. I have two different mystery series, the Biscuit McKee series. Um, I teach people about bipolar disorder and suicide prevention and and things like that in, in that series. My main character in the Biscuit McKee series is a librarian. And then Marmalade is the orange tabby cat who adopts the librarian. And um, those are those are kind of fun books. And then I have a brand new series out um, called the Scott Shop series, set in modern day Vermont, but it has a 14th century Scottish ghost in it. And he's wonderful. He's a really nice man. He just happens to be dead. That's happens to be dead. Yes. Just a slight inconvenience. A slight inconvenience. Yes. Where can folks find out more about your books? Well, they can go to my website, franstewart.com. Um, my books are all available as ebooks. Um, they're, you know, in all the usual places, Amazon and stuff like that. Right. And um, the the newest Scott Shop book, the first one in that series, is called A Wee Murder in My Shop, and that is available as an audio book as well. Wonderful. It's the, I, my first book that's been been taped. The reader, the narrator, did a magnificent job. She gets all the voices, all the accents exactly right. Well, we'll have to talk off the air about how you select a, a narrator or a reader for your book. Sure. That, that's got to be an important thing to do. Absolutely. Right Absolutely. Now, are your books available? I know they're in paperback. Are they in Kindle? Yes. Wonderful. Okay, yes. So we, they're available for Kindle or Nook. All right. Very awesome. good. And tell the folks again what the series are. The Biscuit McKee Mystery Series, um, that's the librarian with the library cat. And then the Scott Shop Series, A Wee Murder in My Shop is the first book. Um, and that's from Berkeley Press. And the first book came out last March. And the next book, A Wee Dose of Death, will come out in January. And it's available now for pre-order on Amazon. Outstanding. We're talking to Fran Stewart. And uh, folks, I hope you'll get out there and check out her website and check her out on Amazon. Amazon, and we hope to convince her to come on the show and do a full hour with us maybe sometime later this fall. I'd love to do that. Wonderful. Thank you. We'll hold you to that. Okay. Thank you for stopping by. Sure. And we are back here. Right now, coming up to the desk is Jackie K. Cooper. We are very tickled to have you with us today. Lean in, there and, here. lean in there and say hi to the folks. Hello. Jackie. Hello. Now, the few folks that might be listening in the North Georgia area that don't know who this gentleman is, would you tell them who you are and what you do? Well, uh, I am the author of seven books, the latest of which is a book called Memories Missed, and it's memoirs, stories about living in the South based on my life. Not that I'm anybody special, but I have collected these stories. I also am a book and film critic for the Huffington Post and have a t- weekly television show in Middle Georgia. Outstanding. So, a little bit of everything. This there, is a man with influence that we have here, and we're tickled to have him with us. How did you find the Brazelton Gallery? I found the Brazelton Gallery through Jackie White. <clears throat> Been Jackie, hearing that name a lot. Yes, Jackie is a good friend of mine, fellow author, and whenever Jackie says, hey, how would you like to do this or do that, some event, I say, I'll be there, because she's never led me wrong. 
she seems like a wonderful person. I've enjoyed getting to know her a little bit, but you know she's kind of shy. Oh, yeah. She hasn't wanted to come and do this. Well, she so better get back here. I need you folks to lean on her a little I bit. I will lean on her. I'll use my influence. Tell us a little bit about your newest book. The newest book, like I say, is titled Memories Missed. It's available at all bookstores, online, etc. Uh, I'm published by Mercer University Press, which is very reputable Absolutely. Uh, press in Macon, Georgia. And, again, these are stories about my life, people I've met. Uh, they're short stories, two to four pages in length, uh, just a collection of those stories in the book. Uh, it concerns living in Georgia, raising a family in Georgia, just things that happen to ordinary people. But I try to put a spin on them that makes them a, a little bit extraordinary. But they're uplifting stories suitable for all ages, and I hope your audience will check it out. Absolutely. We hope they will. Tell us your website. My website is www.jackiekcooper.com. Jackie J. K. 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 As in kitchen. As in kitchen, cooper.com. And you also are on Amazon. I'm on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of those. You can all find the them. online web stores. Absolutely. Very good. Jackie, thank you so much hey, for coming. Doug, thank you for the time. I hope that we can convince you to come on, and maybe we'll do an hour later in this fall. I think that sounds like fun. It would be. I, I mean, this, this group is quite an electric group that we've got here today and uh, make for some really good radio. Well, I appreciate you having me on for this short time. Well, thank you so much for coming by, and good luck today with your books. Thank you. All right, sir. Thanks, Doug. And we have one of the owners and also one of the authors who is featured here today. We've got Miss Jacqueline White has stepped up. Jackie? Yeah. How are you today? I'm doing great. You were all tense a little while ago, but you've got a great show going on today. A lot of people in the shop. Yeah, we had a lot of good customers show up, and the rain is not as bad as we thought. No, it's not. The rain didn't squell this thing at all, and we've got some really good folks in here. The shop is beautiful. I know you're proud of it. Thank you. Yes, we are. We have uh, almost 50 local artists here. Wonderful. Now, you are an author as well. I am. Tell the folks what you write and what your latest book is. Uh, I've written eight books. I've written, uh, let's see, two true crime, two novels, three biographies, a book on herbs, and my new book, uh, which is a travel book that I co-wrote with Milam Probst, will be out April 1st. It's a Mercer University book. Wonderful. You're all over the place. I'm kind of a poster child for adult ADD. You just haven't decided on the genre, have you? <laughs> no. Well, listen, we thank you very much for the shop and for putting this together with all the other writers. And I'm, I just told everybody I'm so proud to be included. Oh, we're glad to have you in the shop, Doug. It's just, it's just fun. It's a really neat shop, too. Thank uh, you. When we came up here a month ago, my wife and I, we've been, she loves antique shops and shops of this type all over North Georgia and everywhere else. And she wasn't in here with me for five minutes. She elbowed me. She said, this place is special. Oh, that's good to hear. We think that it is, too. And, of course, we do have here in downtown Brazelton, we've got uh, a number of antique stores as well. This is mainly folk art and and professional art. It's folk and fine art, uh, jewelry, and a a considerable amount of pottery along with our local authors. Super good. Tell them again, what is your website? Where can folks find out about your eight books? You can go to brazeltongallery.com. Uh, We also have a page on Facebook, Brazelton Gallery. Now, personally for your books, do you have a website for your books? I do. It's uh, JacquelineWeldonWhite.com. Okay. And 
Jackie White is what she's known as here. Yes. So if you're looking for Jacqueline, they may look at you funny because she's known as Jackie. So it's anyway, just easier. It's easier. Listen, thank you so much for having us here today. It's been fun, and I appreciate you stopping by to say a few words. Thank you. We enjoyed having you, Doug. Right. And I hope you'll consider coming on the show, and we'll do an hour about your books. We'd love to. I talked to Milam, and she said maybe we can uh, both be on next April. That would be good. We can do that. We can do it on a conference call with all three of us. So. Okay. Looking forward to that. All right. All right. Have a great fall. You too. And it's getting time to wind this thing up for today. Um, we're going to close down this road trip portion of the show, and we'll come back with the final 15 minutes, a little talking about my book and what I do, and hopefully you'll stick around for that. We have been again up in Brazelton, Georgia, at the Brazelton Gallery. This is a fine arts display shop. Uh, you just have to see it to believe it, folks. And they include a group of authors, local Georgia authors here, and we know that you would love to see the artwork, all the displays that are up here, and of course, see what the writers have brought for you to look at. So at any rate, we've enjoyed being here this afternoon, and we hope that you will come up to the gallery, and we hope you'll continue to listen to the prologue on America's Web Radio. We're on every Friday at 11 a.m., we bring you writers and interesting folks with a story to tell. So, I'm Doug Dahlgren. We're going to take a break here now, and I'll be back after these messages, and we'll tell you a little bit about my book. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we are back. We are, as you can tell from the lack of background noise, we are back in my studio uh the road trip was a success and we enjoyed being there at the brazelton gallery and enjoyed getting to meet and talk with a great number of people including seven other authors that were there besides myself uh we want to thank again jacqueline white fran stewart milam prost dale kramer 
Jackie K. Cooper, Sally Ann Short, and Tori Bailey, all of whom stopped by to say a few words and tell us a little bit about their books. Several of these good folks are going to come back and be with us for extended programming uh, sometime this fall or even early in the springtime next year, so we really look forward to that. And as I said, uh, seven other writers, I was fortunate enough to have been invited to be there, and I uh, had with me the first of my Sun Series books, The Sun, Silas Rising. I talk about it every now and then. I'd like to mention it and make a little bit bigger deal out of it there in the last quarter of an hour that we've got this morning. Uh, the Sun, Silas Rising is, like I said, the beginning of a six-book series, and it has been quite popular with the people who read it. And it's just a matter, of course, of getting exposure and getting more folks out there to hear about it and listen to it. To compare it uh, is really difficult for me to say. I'd have to let you read the reviews and see what other people say. But uh, I call myself more of a storyteller. There are writers out there who carry the title of author and writer and throw these kind of things around. I consider myself a storyteller. And if you like the story and if I can write it down in a way that you understand what my story is, then, well, we get along pretty well. And a lot of people seem to enjoy the story. So we'll just put it to to that. Also at book signings, some things that people do a lot that uh, I frankly have never done at a book signing or a book club is actually sit down and read a portion of the book. You guys will bear with me this morning. I'm going to try that for the first time. We're going to put it in on the recording here, and I'm going to actually sit down and read to you the prologue to The Sun, Silas Rising. And that way maybe you can get a feel for it, see if you want to look into it, and uh, read it for yourself. I think you'd enjoy it. Again, it's all about the story, and it's all about the storytelling. So we're going to get set up here, and uh, I'm going to try to read to you a little bit from The Sun, Silas Rising. And here we go. The prologue. The wire would normally shine from the moonlight. This night there was barely a sliver of moon, so they rode with caution as they neared the fence. A shrill whistle from the left carried well in their direction. Three horsemen pulled up sharply, looking to the south where now emerged the flickering beam from a flashlight. Their leader glanced around, assuring himself the others had also heard it. Then all three launched recklessly with their mounts down the fence line in the direction of the light. They had found what they sought, the missing patriarch of the family, but not as they had expected. The body was clearly that of the senator, and it draped limply from the top strands of barbed wire fencing, his hands touching the ground, as did the legs below the knee, but nothing else. The face, now ashen, clearly reflected both shock and fear. The whistler, a Hispanic ranch hand, had lowered his light and stood in silence over the body. He looked up at the approaching riders and shook his head. Dust rose from the dried ground and swirled around the body as the riders pulled up and stopped abruptly. Two of them stayed mounted and shone their lights on the scene. The third, another hired hand, jumped down and began looking around in silence for what he did not say. No one spoke. The rescue party appeared struck dumb by the inward reflection of what they had found. Within a minute... All but the leader had their hat in hand as they stared at the corpse. The scene had become a strange silhouette, two on foot, two on horseback, and a body in the wire. They stayed as they were until the headlights of a vehicle approaching from behind stirred them into action. They knew who that had to be. 
stop him back there, the head of the rescue party ordered, as he twisted around in his saddle and pointed at the oncoming vehicle. Mom doesn't need to see this, not this way. The other man, who was still mounted, pulled hard left on his reins and kicked his horse into motion. He rode directly into the oncoming lights, waving his hat for them to stop. The group's leader steadied his horse with one hand and reached into his vest pocket with another. He flipped open a cell phone and punched in 911. Yeah, he told the operator, this is Murray Billstock. He paused for the operator to acknowledge him while adjusting the front of his hat band high on his forehead. I need the sheriff and the coroner out here right away, he continued. We're... He paused again for a second, looking around. About three miles southwest of the house, it's along the fence line. He listened to the person on the other end for a couple of minutes and then added, Tell Wilbury it's the old man. There was no real emotion in his voice. Yeah, the senator. Get him out here quick, he concluded, and then pushed the end call on the button. The caller put his phone away and momentarily looked back at the jeep. It was now stopped, yet continued to flood the area with its headlights. Crossing his arms over the horn of his saddle, he stayed where he was, opting to neither dismount or approach the vehicle. He could hear wailing and sobbing coming from behind the headlights, but that soon subsided. Sheriff Wilby was on the scene within an hour. He was a tall, heavy-set man with a large hat and a quiet demeanor. Stepping out of his vehicle, he glanced toward the man on the horse, walked around the scene in a wide path, and said very little to anyone. The county coroner arrived shortly after that with a small entourage of investigators, and then, of course, came the FBI, Homeland Security people, and a reporter from the local paper. They looked at the scene from every angle, made notes, and took pictures. They gathered in pairs and then in small groups to discuss their theories, all before interviewing any of the witnesses. The sheriff stayed to himself. Then, as Wilbury finished his tour of the area, he walked up to the man who would call for him. Though on foot, the sheriff was nearly eye to eye with the other man who still sat astride his horse. You boys see anything unusual when you got here, the sheriff asked. The man he addressed leaned back hard on his saddle, turned head away and spit. Nah, he replied as he sat back forward, never really looking directly at the sheriff. Charles found him, he continued as he nodded his head toward one of the Mexican ranch hands. We were spread out north along the fence line. Got here pretty quick when he signaled. There was a pause as he shifted in the saddle. This is what it was. He raised his arm slightly and pointed to the body in the wire. Nothing else. The sheriff dipped his hat in silence and turned to walk away. After two steps, he glanced back at the unimpassioned cowboy. Sorry about your loss, son, he offered, but he did not receive a reply. Agents from the different authorities approached the cowboy as others began firing questions at the two Hispanics. The other man from the rescue party stayed at the jeep with the widow. The FBI agent found him there, and they briefly spoke. The story was consistent. There really was no story. The coroner established the time of death at approximately 5 p.m. and issued his opinion of asphyxiation due to self-induced strangulation death by accidental causes. No one on the site disagreed or offered any other option. Within 20 minutes of their arrival, the body was cut loose and loaded in the ambulance. There were handshakes and nods as the assembled dispersed, and that was that. The scene of the death, though, was not at all as it appeared, and that was no accident. 
The man responsible was very good at what he does, so good that no one yet understood any crime had been committed. And I thank you very much for listening. I hope you're still out there. That was the prologue to The Sun Silas Rising. That's book one of a six-book series that I have out, and they're available through Amazon.com. Or, if, of course, you'd like to uh, perhaps get a signed autograph copy from me, uh, we can arrange that. You can contact me by email at Doug at DougDahlgren.com. And I'll be glad to uh, assist you with that. We can talk about it, depending on the book. Again, the titles, uh, book one is The Sun, Silas Rising. Uh, the second book is The Only Constant. Book three is called The Basics of Fundamentals. And then book four is The Four Samaritans. Now, these books are not uh, the same thing over and over again. Each one is a unique plot, and it involves this gentleman uh, that you get to know, and you get to decide what you think about him. Uh, but it continues on through book six is, uh, or excuse me, book five is unique in that uh, it has a scenario in there. Uh, he does not know who he's quite going after. He has to figure that out from zero and, uh, and move into it. So it's called Eight of Six. And I'll tell you now, it is about a failed SEAL team mission. So that's one that a lot of people seem to enjoy. And then book six in the series is called The Daedalus Directive. Now, that's uh, not that cryptic a tale. Uh, the son, of course, uh, is someone that uh, puts fear in the hearts of the bad people. And a lot of the bad people in these cases are political. Um, Icarus, of course, uh flew too close to the sun after his father's warning and his father uh, was Daedalus. So if you can put two and two together, you can real quick figure out what uh, the warning might be from the Daedalus Directive, uh, telling the bad guys you don't want to get too close to the sun. Anyhow, a little poetic license, I guess, with that. Each of these, again, are available through Amazon.com. They're available in paperback and Kindle. And like I said earlier, you can contact me uh Doug at DougDahlgren.com if you're interested at all in getting a signed autograph copy. We're quite pleased to be here on America's Web Radio. Uh, we have an hour every Friday at 11 a.m. If you are a writer or if you know someone out there who is a writer and would like to get some exposure for their book, uh, we ask you to have them get in touch with me. Again, that same email, Doug at DougDahlgren.com or Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com. Either one of those will work. Tell me a little bit about yourself or about your friend. Uh, tell me a little bit about your book, and uh, we'll look into it, get in touch with you by all means, and talk about getting you on a show in the near future. What we try to do here, it's not just a cold interview. Uh, if you want to be on the program, I will ask you for a copy of your book. And I will ask you also for some information about yourself. And what we try to do with the hour is make it a marketing tool for you to let folks out there know more about you and about your book, your story, uh, so that hopefully they will become interested in it enough to seek you out, seek out the book, and buy it. So, again, we're here every Friday at 11 a.m. The show is called The Prologue. And, again, my name is Doug Dahlgren, and we're delighted to be here with the other folks on America's Web Radio. 
We've had fun with this particular episode, and I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a little different. First time we tried a road trip, and I'm sure there's ways we can improve the quality of the recording, but I believe you can hear and understand what the folks are saying. And we had a terrific time up in Brazelton, Georgia, again at the Brazelton Gallery, and we look forward to doing more things like that. If you've got a bookshop or if you've got a little store or something like that and you'd be interested in promoting it, let us know. Same email. Doug at DougDahlgren.com or Doug at AmericasWebRadio.com. So, until next Friday, this is Doug Dahlgren, and this is the prologue. Look forward to seeing you again in just 167 hours. Have a great weekend. Take care. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.